Well, hello there and welcome to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind, and I am so excited for this episode. I'm going to be sharing you over the next little bit of time one of the most powerful tools that I learned very, very early on in my career. This is a powerful tool that applies to everything that we do in business if we're going to grow a successful business, but it goes far beyond that. I'm going to be talking to you today about the art of networking like a pro. And the beauty of this amazing skill is that it's going to impact every area of your life. One thing that I've learned over the years is that by networking effectively, not just impacts my business, it doesn't just increase my customers, it doesn't help me to grow what I'm doing, but it also impacts other areas of my life too. Some of the most incredible friendships, mentors, connections, opportunities have opened up through doing this one tiny tool effectively. I learned this tool by accident when I first started my first ever direct selling business at the age of 14 years old. I learned this skill by necessity and I am by no means an expert, but I'm always learning in this space and I'm going to share with you today some of the strategies, tips and tricks that have served me so unbelievably well over the years. This is an activity that I apply in my business literally every single day. And it, like I said, it's had an impact on my life in every which way, from amazing friendships to learning from unbelievable people globally to people who I've also been able to impact as well. I know that if you apply this in your business and also in your personal life, you will be a much greater person for it. You'll also have a much more wholesome life. And I know for a fact, you will invite into your world some really impactful people. So I'm going to talk you through the art of networking like a pro, but there are some rules as we dive on in. So let's get stuck into it and talk about how to network like a pro to grow an unstoppable business and have an unbelievable life. So as we dive on in, as I said, there are some rules to this process. I have been so blessed to learn from some amazing networkers. And as I moved into my uh, direct selling career and then into my sales career, I had some really, really powerful lessons from some experts in this space that have shaped the way that I do this. Now, I want to be really, really clear. We talk about social media constantly, but Using technology and social media is not going to do a single thing for you if we don't do anything with it. I know that we talk about technology and we talk about all the tools available to you and how much posting you're doing and what your strategy is and how consistent you are and what platforms we're using and the updates and tools and all of those amazing things, but none of that matters if we don't learn to relationship build effectively. And the truth of this is, I don't believe that many of us are great at this because it's a skill we should always be honing. The thing is that in business, we typically and naturally go into the relationship with a hidden agenda or an expectation. And this is one of the worst things you could possibly ever do. 
I learned really early on that when I apply an expectation to a relationship, I will miss the gift that that relationship has to offer. So whilst I'm here to teach you all about social media, we're going to turn the tables a little bit. We're going to flick a switch here and we're going to talk about what I'm really here to help you with. And that is what social media really is here for. It's a tool to help you connect, build relationships and grow your business. So once we get the relationship, what do we do with it? Let's talk a little bit today about building the relationship, making that process work well for you. And I'm going to start by talking about leading by example. You know, networking effectively is actually takes a huge amount of courage. And I know it may seem like I'm a super confident person when it comes to teaching and speaking on stage and podcasting and all of those great things. But I'm going to tell you a little secret about me. I'm really confident when it comes to talking about what I know, but if you throw me into a social setting with people I've never met before where I'm not teaching, suddenly I am the most awkward possible person I could be. I'm really super uncomfortable. And I've learned a few times over the years that by stepping into the fear and the discomfort and having some courage and leading by example, I get the benefit from that. So when I talk about leading by example as one of the rules to networking like a pro, what I mean is we need to step into that space of discomfort from time to time. And breaking the ice with a new person is often an uncomfortable feeling. I'm going to use a little example here where I learned this lesson the hard way about six months ago. Like I said, I am by no means an expert. I'm always a student. And I think those of us that are successful are those that are always open to learning. And I hope that till the day I die, I will always be a student and never the expert. But when it comes to experiences, sometimes we learn the hard way and we look back and go, hmm, there was a little lesson in that for me. In this case, it was about six months ago and we were traveling. Uh, We were in uh, a different state and we were attending a church service. We love to go and check out church services all over the globe, wherever we happen to be. And at this particular time, we went in to check out a church service at a new location we'd never been to before. And Greg and I walked in and it just so happened that as we walked in, Greg saw someone he knew that knew him in return and they were fully aware that Greg has experience when it comes to the uh, sound team. So he often volunteers to help the music team with the sound component. He's very, very good with that stuff, very uh, tech savvy, definitely nothing like me, which is hilariously funny because... um, I guess the assumption is I'm great with tech. Guys, I make as many mistakes as you do. (laughs) If you've ever watched me do any of my trainings, hey, we all have those problems, but I've got the amazing Greg on my team. So anyway, in this case, um, we walk in and Greg gets um, hustled up really quickly because they're experiencing some major challenges with their tech. So they they came up, hey, Greg, so glad that you're here. Do you mind helping us because um, we're about to, you know, start the service and we don't have uh, any sound. It's not working. So it was a bit of a problem. So Greg sort of looks at me because we've never been here before. I don't, I don't know anyone. No one knows us. And he sort of looks at me like, is it okay for me to go? And I was, I nodded and off he went behind closed doors, leaving me in the foyer. Now, Again, you may assume that when I'm in a situation like this, 
uh, that's my comfort zone. You would be hugely wrong. And here's where I learned a really incredibly valuable lesson. This was the second time I remember, I can remember learning this over the, about the last five years. This was another big aha moment for me, but not during. <laughs> it was after that I realized what it was that I had to learn in this space. Now, I'm standing in the foyer. Greg's now gone. I know no one. There's hundreds of people milling around me. And I remember at that point in time feeling so awkwardly uncomfortable. No one came up. No one introduced themselves. I didn't I didn't know anybody. And I stood up against a wall with my handbag over my shoulder, just kind of waiting for someone to come up and say hello. I could see as well they had a welcoming team. And most churches do. They had a welcoming team uh, standing over by the door. And, uh, and I remember looking at them and judging the situation, getting really cross, thinking internally, obviously, thinking these people should be coming up and meeting me. What if I was somebody else? What if I didn't know church? What if this was my first time walking in there? I could have just walked right back out those doors. Nobody's coming up and saying hello. And I was getting really cranky at the situation. I was thinking I was feeling uncomfortable and grr. Anyway, we left that day, uh, you know, went through the service, left at the end of the service and I'm in the car with Greg and I was like, and I, I kind of did the verbal vomit team. I was like, oh, I'm so cross, you know, this happened and it could have been like this and they should have come up and said hello and no one said hello. And he looked at me and in true Greg form says, what is this showing you? And of course, there's a lesson in everything, right? Don't always want to hear it, but there is. And I realized in that moment that I was learning a really valuable lesson about networking and connecting. And that is that number one, I need to be the person I want people to be for me. In other words, one of my favorite, favorite quotes is, be a blessing and you will be blessed. Now to me, yeah, that is about being a blessing, but it's also about you've got to step up and be what it is that you expect others to be for you first. Now, interestingly, I didn't go and say hello to anybody. Why? Because I was afraid. I didn't know how to start the conversation. I felt awkward. I felt uncomfortable. And I had this they should mentality. Now, had I stepped into that fear and that discomfort, guess who would have benefited from it? Me. I would have benefited from it because I would have met someone new. I would have had a conversation with someone new. I know this, and yet I wasn't applying it. The other thing is there may have been someone there that day that needed to hear from me as well, that needed to connect. What if there was someone else in that room at that point in time that felt the same way? And I could have walked up to them and said hello, and I could have been the person that stepped into the fear. Now, what did I learn from this? A huge amount. Interestingly enough, off the back of that, I'm now on the welcoming committee at my own church because I wanted to ensure that I was stepping into that space and I wasn't going to be that person that didn't say hello to somebody when they needed to have someone step into that gap. My point being here is you need to lead by example and that can be scary. Um, Over the years, probably those moments where I have been the most courageous to stepping into having a conversation, meeting someone new, Um, or or getting out of my comfort zone have always been those moments of growth and the moments of opportunity. And you just never know what's waiting for you on the other side of a conversation. Do you know it can take one conversation to change your life? That's it, one conversation, which leads me into the next rule. And this is probably the most important one I can possibly tell you when it comes to relationship building and networking, and it's this. Never have an expectation or a hidden agenda. When I first went into direct selling, 
the first thing on my mind was I need to make sales. I need customers. I need team. I need to make sales, right? We all do that. We all do that when we go into business of any kind. But I learned very, very quickly that number one, people can smell the sell. They know when you're in the conversation for what's in it for you. But the other thing is that there have been many, many, many times over my life that I've missed the gift because you never know where that conversation and relationship is going to lead. Now, whilst you may meet people with the objective of this is for business, you will be shocked and surprised when you open yourself up to the opportunity that, hey, this could go anywhere, that those relationships could end up meaning you make a new really close friend. You may end up with a new mentor. You may end up mentoring or supporting somebody else. You may even find that that person is not the person for you, but they're going to connect you with someone that's going to become you know, a new customer, a new team member, or change your world in some way. There have been several instances in my life where I've now got somebody in my world who has literally changed my life, changed the trajectory of where I am. But I met some of these people many, many, many years ago, and because I had an expectation of where that relationship would go, I missed the gift for many years. And it wasn't until I opened myself up to, hey, what else is there here? What else is there in this relationship? What else can I be for them? And then let them be what they need to be for me. There have been times that I've met somebody thinking that it needs to go somewhere. And I can think of several people in my world right now who have been so insanely impactful that I think, how is it that I've had them in my life for so long and yet I missed out on that impact until now? And the reason was because I had an expectation of where that relationship was supposed to go. And it never kind of went there because it was never what it was meant to be. So I guess my point being is when you enter into a relationship or conversation with the intention that it needs to be about getting a sale or growing your business, it may just be that that's not what that relationship was ever meant for. But if you just open yourself up to whatever it could be and let it become what it's going to become, suddenly the opportunities start landing in in all sorts of crazy, unbelievable ways. So go in genuinely, and here's the next bit I want to be really clear about. It's critically important that you are being yourself, and that is one of the very hardest things to do right here, right now in 2023. Why? Social media. (laughs) That's why. Let's just think about this for a little moment. Social media is probably one of the most fake representations of people you could possibly, possibly come across, unless you're using an app like Be Real, but still, let's face it, you can be fake on Be Real too. (laughs) The problem here is that on social media, people are being the version of themselves that they want the world to see. And yet, for whatever reason, we look at that and we compare ourselves to it. And I was talking to a really good friend recently and they were talking about a video that we'd both seen. We're having a really good laugh because it was a behind the scenes video of a, of a woman, or it was probably a teenager, but let's just say a woman taking a selfie of herself waking up first thing in the morning, you know, oh, I just woke up was the selfie. Then you see the behind the scenes of that. 
And uh, she gets up, she wakes up, she gets out of bed, she um, washes her face, she puts some tinted moisturiser on so it looks real, um, but, you know, she's she's covered up a little. She brushes her hair, kind of shushes around a little bit, lies back down on the pillow and then takes a photo and says, just woke up. Now, this is my point. People are giving you a representation that you they want you to see of themselves, but it's not the real them. And it's very, very easy to follow suit here. Now, I'm not suggesting that you show up and, you know, you you take photos of yourself waking up in bed or anything crazy like that. What I am saying is in a world where there is so much, um, I guess, disconnect between real and relatable and, uh, and what we're actually seeing, I really encourage you to show up as yourself because here's the thing. Like I said, people can smell the cell and they can also tell when you are not being you. You know, often when we're not making real connections, we have to stop and go, but am I being me? And it really is hard to do. Comparison is such a challenging thing. And yet it's what we're, most of us are doing every single day. I often have to stop and ask myself, am I being me right now? Or am I being the version that I think the world wants to see? Be yourself because you will make the best connections that way. And people know when you're being you. You know what? If you are you, if you show up as you and they don't connect, they were never meant to. Move on to the next person. You've got your own tribe, your own beautiful group of people out there waiting for you to show up. And can I just tell you, there is only one you, so don't waste it. You are perfect exactly as you are. And like I said, there are people there waiting for you to show up. So be real. So, We want to lead by example, meaning we want to show up. We absolutely do not want to have expectations when we go into any relationships or networking scenario. And I really encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to building relationships. It's not all on social media. I'm going to give you some tools in a minute and some tips to help you to um, connect with people regularly in lots of different ways, but think outside the square. Don't always connect in the same way because not everybody connects in the same way as well. That's something else to keep in mind. Now, I also encourage you when you do meet with people, you meet someone for the first time, or maybe you've been through the dating process, which I've already spoken about on this podcast. So if you want to learn how to date somebody, meaning if you want to learn how to take the relationship to from I've met them to uh, they've become, you know, something really important in my world, like a customer or a team member or something along those lines, make sure you check out the episode I did on dating your customers. But The thing is that you can't possibly rely on your memory for every piece of information that you gather about somebody that may be important down the track. So I really encourage you to take notes. And there's several ways you can do this. You can do it in a notebook that you carry around with you. You can if you've got your mobile phone, which I'm sure all of you do. In your contacts, just put notes in there. Things like if you learn what their kids' names are, or how many kids they've got, or what they do for a living, or where they live, or any of that information that's valuable and important and shows them that you care, jot that information down. Because the last thing you want to do is be asking them questions that you know they've already answered, because it shows them that you don't care and you don't want to go down that road. Um, Don't rely on your memory, especially if you're trying to grow your business. You're going to build a lot of connections. And if you're networking well and regularly, and this is really important, do this frequently. If you're doing it frequently, you're going to build such a network of people, you are going to have to try and remember some things by having some notes somewhere or having some reference point you can go back to. Um, So just I highly recommend that you do that. So take some notes. 
Now, the next thing that's really important when it comes to networking is it's not all about the doing as much as the being. And social media is one of the the areas that we go to, of course, to be seen. But I want to talk to you about being seen because sometimes building the relationship isn't as much about what you say to somebody or the face-to-face contact, but it's also about them just simply seeing you in the circles or in their world or um, in their life. And that can happen in loads of different ways. So I've got a few tips here to help you network and build the trust. Because remember, people buy from those they like, know, and trust. But also, you know, a lot of the friends that you have, just, just think about those relationships for a little minute. You know, think to a couple of your closest friends. When you first met, had you been in each other's circles for a little while first? Had you, uh, you know, potentially had the opportunity to talk and maybe didn't several times before you actually did? The thing is that when we see someone floating around, they become safe. And so when it comes to building a relationship with somebody, build that trust and that safety by being in their in their world. And we talk about this a lot in the marketing place as uh, subliminal persuasion, which means you need to be in their pathway. Essentially, subliminal persuasion is strategically placing yourself in your target customer's path which means knowing where they're at. So, of course, the first thing you want to know is who's my target customer and where are they at? But then the next thing we want to think about is how can I be in their pathway? So, a few things that you can do to do this well is, number one, post consistently on social media. It's not always about the engagement and the direct interaction. It's about them simply seeing you in their scroll. As they're throw, you know scrolling through, you just appear. That's one way. Another is commenting on people's posts. Remember, it's not just about the person you're interacting with. It's also about those that are looking at their posts. Your network isn't just the people you have direct contact with. It's also those that are connected with that person as well. So when you connect with someone on social media, when you comment on a friend's post or you go into a group, and that's my next point, and you comment on a post in there or on someone else's business page, people are seeing that even if they're not paying close attention. It's another uh, touch point or, or space for subliminal persuasion. It's another way to show up in their pathway. The next is groups, which I've just mentioned. Join relevant groups. Get to know what your customers care about. Get to know what your tribe cares about. What are the things that you've got in common? And join some groups, not to sell, just simply to connect, network, and build relationships. Put selling completely to the side here. Like I said, no expectations. You may meet somebody who just drops a piece of knowledge on you that literally changes the trajectory of your life. It happens every single day. You just never know what these relationships will lead to and what you have to gain from them as much as what they've got to gain. So join some groups join some special interest groups, be active in those spaces. The next is networking in person. Now, I know I'm here to talk to you about online. No, no, I'm here to talk to you about every area that's going to help you to grow your direct selling business. And I can tell you right now that one of those will be in-person groups, organizations, clubs, committees, etc. One of the uh, the really powerful ones that I joined when I started my business, and I highly recommend if you've got anything like this in your area, look up groups like BNI or um, uh, the League of Extraordinary Women or Business uh, Women or whatever that might be. There are so many of them. Look up some networking groups and go check them out. 
this might be the space where you've got to step into that fear a little bit, where you've got to be a little bit courageous. I'm going to tell you a story right now about when I first, first started my business and I went out on my own. I'd left my marketing corporate career behind and I decided that I was going to grow a business teaching people and helping them with digital marketing. And in order to do that, I had to get out of my four walls. You know, I I just want to liken this to if you don't get out of your business, if you don't network and get out of um, your Facebook page and out of your four walls that you might be trapped in, how are people ever going to find you? You know, it's kind of like being in a back alleyway in the middle of nowhere and opening up a retail store and sitting in there and waiting for people to come find you. We all know that's not going to work. You you need to market and promote. And the best way to do that is get out of your four walls. Now, yes, you can do this on social media by going into groups and commenting on other people's posts and sharing things on your personal profile, but also do it in person. Now, the story I was going to share is when I first started my business, I joined a group called BNI, which some of you may have heard of. It's global. It's an, a, a business networking organization. Very, very powerful. Highly recommend. You go check one out, if nothing else, to learn a little bit of courage because here's what they get you to do. When you join any of these groups, they go around, uh, they usually meet on a, say, a weekly or a fortnightly basis, and they'll go around the group on that day, and everybody has to do, say, a a quick one-minute spiel on who they are and what they do and, and what sort of referral they may be looking for in their business. Now, you may assume that just because I do what I do for a living that I would find that really easy. It was the most terrifying thing I can remember doing in a long time. I had to stand up in front of all these other business owners and I had to share. I had to speak for a minute about what I did and what sort of referral I want. I was petrified and I very nearly like walked straight back out of there. But had I done that, it would have just like that day that we walked into that church and I stood up against that wall and I didn't connect with anybody, I would have been the one that missed the opportunity. Over the next couple of years, being a part of this group, as scary as those first few meetings were, I can tell you that the growth and the opportunity that came from that was unbelievable and I had no expectation attached. Off the back of that, I've not only met some of my very dearest friends that I still stay in contact with today, I share an office with one of the people I met at that uh, that very first meeting, still now share an office with that person. In addition to that, I also gained multiple customers that I didn't expect to get. I, I gained a mentor, an accountant, <laughs> and many other amazing people in my world. There would be over 20 people that over the course of the two years that I was with that organization that I could still pick the phone up to now and have an hour-long conversation as friends and and, um, business people that support each other and care for each other and are happy to do absolutely anything for each other. But all I had to do to get all of that was to simply step out of my comfort zone and into a little bit of fear for a moment. And that really was all it was. So I really highly encourage you, as scary as that may seem, get out of your comfort zone, step into the fear because that's where the opportunity, the blessing and the gift will be. And like I said, make sure that you are present where they are present. 
Now, we have done a previous podcast episode, which I will link to in the show notes, to talk about the dating process. So what to do once you make the first connection to take the take that relationship to wherever it's going to go. We talk about it as, as dating, but really what it is is about how do you build on that relationship? What exact steps do you take to take them to that next level? But I am going to give you a little tip here to apply every single time you meet somebody, anybody new. And the first thing, this was actually taught to me when I did my first ever sales job. So after I went from direct selling into my first door-to-door sales role, the first thing I was taught and still probably one of the most powerful tips I was given was actually this, and it was to establish commonality as quickly as you possibly can. Establish commonality as quickly as you possibly can. So what is commonality? Commonality is essentially finding something that you have in common with that person. Because when you've got something in common, subconsciously, the connection that the two of you make will be quicker and more genuine and the trust will build much faster. So what sort of things am I talking about? Well, you can do this in seconds if you're good at observing, but asking questions is your other trick. So look at them, see if there's something that you can establish that you have in common really quickly. It could be clothing, it could be physical, it could be accent, it could be location, but it also might be something that you get to know. You may find out really quickly what their family life looks like. You may connect over the fact that you've got kids of a similar age or you've been there where they might be at right now. It might be career, it might be that you're in a similar role or have been. It could be sporting, it could be hobbies. It could just be partner if you observe that they've got a partner with them. Establishing commonality is one of the best things you can possibly do really, really quickly. And you know when you've done this, suddenly you go from awkward conversation to (laughs) you could talk for an hour or so with many people that you establish commonality with. Like I said, it was one of the first tricks that I was taught when I went into a door-to-door sales role. You may remember me talking about the story of Sam who took me under his wing right when I was about to quit and the lessons he taught me to help me build a relationship with someone and start a conversation with absolutely anybody and break down those walls really quickly so that I built the trust. This isn't a fake thing. This is a technique you can use in any relationship, even with those loved ones in your world. What I mean by that is you may be having a difficult conversation with someone in your world. It may be one of your kids. It may be a partner. It may be a parent. It may be a friend. One of the best things that you can do to bring that conversation back to a safe place is talk about something you have in common, even if you know them really, really well. So one of the things that Sam taught me was observe. Firstly, observe because you don't get to ask them questions often until you've you've broken the ice with them. Observe. What do you notice? What do you see on their desk? What do you do you see them wearing particular pieces of jewelry? Compliment a piece of jewelry because most women who wear jewelry, it's got some kind of a story or a sentimental uh, value attached to it. Um, com- complimenting people is a fantastic way to establish commonality quickly because you get them to open up about something. It's not fake. Be genuine. Please be genuine with this. But observation is is actually an amazing tool and one that I think we usually don't use when it comes to meeting someone for the very first time. Some people are very, very good at this naturally. But I can tell you this was something I had to learn over years of practice. And again, I'm always a student in this space. 
Now, really, really quickly, I want to tell you one of my favorite techniques when it comes to networking and building those relationships and chipping away at it. And that is the A to Z technique. If you haven't heard me talk about this before, it's a really powerful one. The A to Z technique is simply where, and you should be making time for networking as often as you can. If you can do this every day in your business for just 10 minutes, I promise you this will be an absolute game changer for you personally and professionally. But the A to Z technique is something you can apply every time you make time to do your networking and connecting. So what this looks like is, and this was actually taught to me um, back in my direct selling days by a beautiful, beautiful leader in the direct selling industry who did this exact technique on me. And I remember that every time she did it, I just felt so special and so wonderful. And later on down the track, I asked her how she remembered to reach out to me every three to six months, which was what she would do. Every three to six months, I get this message and it would be, Hey, Sam, uh, just, you know, reaching out. We haven't spoken for a while. Just want to check in and see how you're doing. You just dropped in, into my mind. You know, how are you? Something along those lines. It wasn't about selling. It had no hidden agenda. There was no expectation. She was purely connecting. Sometimes I ignored the message, but I always remembered it because I, I felt special. I felt special because she'd reached out. And then one day I finally connected with her and asked if, uh, you know, I could learn a little bit more about the company that she was with. Because of course I'd seen other things appearing as well. She was doing a great job at just being present and showing up. And I asked her about this technique and she said, it's really easy. She said, every time I network, I start with A. So Monday I'll go with A and I'll go through all my contacts, all of my Facebook friends, my contacts in my phone. She said, and I'll do a reach out to all my A's. She said, it's really great because it allows me to connect with my existing friends and and actually, you know, be there as a friend and remember to do it. Because how often do we think, oh, I feel like a terrible friend because I haven't reached out to them for a while. She said it was great because it helped me do that whilst also growing my business simultaneously because really all I was doing was just being a friend to all the A's that day. And then she said I'd do the B's on Tuesday and then I didn't work Wednesday, so Thursday I would do the C's. And she said by, you know, the time I got three months in, I was back to A again. And she said it really was a, a, a systematic way for me to connect, build the relationship and honestly just be a better friend. So the A to Z technique is a really powerful one. We've been teaching this inside of our courses um, for years and we have seen incredible business growth from those that have applied just the A to Z technique and nothing else. So I really encourage you, if, if you take anything from this episode today, give that one a go. I promise you, you'll get better friendships. You'll feel like you're doing a better job at the relationships in your world and you'll be growing your business all at the same time. And remember, you'll get some amazing little gifts you didn't expect if you don't apply any expectation to those reach outs. Now, lastly, I want to give you some reach out methods. Because one of the beauties of networking is it can be done in so many different ways. And I really encourage you, don't just do the one that you're comfortable with because sometimes it's showing up where they're at and it's standing out from everybody else. So here are a few ways that you can do those reach outs, network and connect. The first is absolutely commenting on posts on social media. Yep, commenting on posts, showing up in that space. It might also be Messenger. These are probably the two that I see people using the most in the direct selling industry. But 
Let's take it to another level here. If you're using Messenger and tools like that, why not try a voice note? I am a massive fan of voice notes. Here's why. First of all, it's quick. (laughs) It's really quick and easy. I much prefer to leave a voice note for somebody because I can do it in seconds rather than typing a text. And let me tell you, I have got a huge array of really, really uncomfortable stories from autocorrect because I don't check autocorrect when I hit send. You would um, wet yourself laughing if I shared with you what some of my terrible autocorrect uh, stories are. But my point being is voice notes are really quick. I can do it anywhere while I'm walking and and it's done. The other thing I love about a voice note is from a strategic point of view, it creates massive curiosity and intrigue because unlike a message in Messenger where you can kind of see the text as it pops up, when you leave a voice note, you, they can't see what it's about until they hit play. And that's where the other beauty of a voice note comes in. Number one, you use their, their name. And remember, everybody's favorite word in their vocabulary. I don't care what they say. It is their name. Okay. They are programmed to listen to that from the moment that they are put on this earth. So their name is really powerful, but you've also got vocals. You can, you've, it's hard to misread a voice note versus something that's been texted. So I'm a big fan of voice notes for lots of reasons. So try a voice note. The next is you've got phone, text, You know that thing where you actually pick it up, you hold it to your and you have a real conversation in real time called a phone call? I really think that we've we've lost the art of of old school face-to-face and phone calls. I'm sorry, I might be calling this out here, but I'm such a big fan of actually having a conversation. You can do, you know, the ping pong of emails or messages for ages. You could just pick the phone up and have it done and dusted and actually chat with somebody. For me, it's much, it's it's my preferred way to connect and communicate. may not be for everybody. So you've got to remember to pick your audience there a little bit. But pick the phone up every now and again. Of course, you've got email. That's another way that you might be able to do those reach outs. Then my absolute favourite of all of these are these two. Actually, there's two favorites here. The first one is snail mail. <laughs> you want to stand out? You want to be remembered? You want to um, absolutely uh, make somebody feel special and have an impact on them? Put something in the post. It doesn't have to be a physical gift. It could be as simple as writing a card or a letter. Really, really powerful. Why? Because no one gets them anymore. Um, but you can, of course, send something physical as well. Maybe you read a book that you think of someone and you think they'd love this book. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send them a copy. And then my my favorite, hands down, and you know you'll laugh at this because here I am teaching social media, but my aim is always, always, always get a meeting in person. Meet them for a coffee. Meet them for lunch. Catch up in person. Why? Because the relationship you will build will be so much stronger and so much more powerful from an in-person connection than it will be from anything else that you can do. You've got body language that comes into play, observation that comes into play. That human-to-human connection is part of who we are. It's what we need. So if you ever get the opportunity to do an in-person connection with somebody, make sure you take that opportunity. And I can tell you right now, you are going to make some of the most amazing, amazing relationships and connections, things that you did not expect. And like I said, 
have no expectation because it could go anywhere. The gift is in the connection. Now, uh, like I said, get in person everywhere you can. I know there are some people that build their businesses completely online. But this isn't just about business. It's about so much more than that. You just never know where it's going to go. So anytime we're traveling, I always look up who's going to be in that area. I think about the connections I have and I make some connections. I catch up with some people on the ground. I have coffee or lunch with some people. Why? Who knows? But every time I've done it, I have gained so much personally and professionally. So that is it for networking like a pro. I hope that you got a little bit out of this. This really is a bit of a personal episode because honestly, this has been one of my favorite, favorite things to hone over the years. It's been one of, in fact, I honestly truly believe it's not about the knowledge I have. It's not about how smart I am. Every success throughout my career has always come back to how much time and effort and energy I have put into relationship building, networking, and connecting. And I'm so grateful for it because I, first of all, I've got you listening to this episode here right now. And I can tell you, you probably wouldn't be here. In fact, I know you wouldn't be here if it weren't for some of those relationships that I've built with some amazing people over the years. Do you know this podcast itself came from the reaching out to somebody that I had no idea why I needed to reach out to, but I simply persisted with that relationship over a couple of years, caught up with them a few times for coffee, had no idea where the relationship was going to go. And eventually the person turned around to me and said, hey, do you know, I really think you should start a podcast and I want to help you do it. Let's get a podcast off the ground. Now, this person then chipped away at me for about a year until I finally said, okay. And you know what? I have never looked back. This is one of my favorite, favorite parts of my week every week because I get to meet you. I get to connect with you. And I've met some amazing individuals that have reached out to me over the last few years through this podcast. Who knows where it's going to go next? So go have some fun with this. Make sure you make time for it frequently, even if it's just 10 minutes every couple of days. And I can't wait to hear how you go with networking and connecting to grow an unstoppable business. That's it from me this week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure that you share this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, of course, so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We've got some amazing, amazing guests lined up over the next few months that you're going to hear from. And if you love this, please share it. We want to impact and reach as many people as we can to help them grow their dream business. So thank you for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the podcast again next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.